0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stepping in Dog Shit.
1: You will not survive here. You're not a wolf. And this is the land of wolves now. And we're (laughs) live!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits Podcast, the only podcast that knows the rules for engagements are weapons free, boys. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to talk about Sicario. Yeah, we are. Because we kind of, we fucked up a little bit. Yeah, we don't need to talk about (laughs) it. All right, well. (laughs) Go on. What what do we got, Frank? What's, wait, whoa, I do the first part. Well, you do the first part. Oh, shit, that's right. I'm so mixed up today. Come on, Zach. I'm just so high on LSD right now. (laughs) So, Sicario came out in 2015, directed Mm -hmm. by Dunay Villeneuve, because the last time that we did one of his movies, Enemy, I pronounced it completely wrong yeah um i didn't realize that he's he's, he's very a frenchman french. he's very french mm-hmm. and i pronounced it like Denis villeneuve right something like that but Dune villeneuve you have emily blunt who is your main character who plays kate mercer you have benicio del toro who plays alejandro which is awesome best. i love him so much yeah you have josh brolin who plays matt graver you have daniel kaluuya who plays reggie And then just to sprinkle it in, you got John Burnfel who plays Ted. He's only in it for like John Burnfel, but like he's I I like him.
1: A lot of people like him. I'm just kind of like lukewarm on him. But I've also really never like seen much of him. I saw him in Fury, and I was like, he's all right in Fury. Well, and like, then I somewhat saw a few episodes of Punisher, but not enough to like be like, oh, he's a great actor. I he, never, I've never watched The Evil Dead, so I mean, is, I mean, not The Evil Dead, yeah, uh, The Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. It's like I've never watched that. So he, he
0: was okay in Walking Dead, but Punisher, like he really like embraces the role. Like, yeah, he he took it to the point where it's like, oh shit, this is Punisher, and yeah. I was like, cool. Think Tom Hardy
1: would make a cool Punisher?
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I I go back and forth with Tom Hardy. Like I love him, but like at the same time, he's just. Not I want Tom Hardy best. with the
1: Bane mask playing the Punisher.
0: <laughs> also being You killed venom. my family. <laughs> Here's my symbiote. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so Sincario is a film about an FBI agent who is enlisted by the government task force to aid against the escalating uh, war on drugs. Um, and she's sent over to Mexico Basically, as kind of like a fluke in like a weird way, but Somewhat, we'll get yeah. more into that. Um, but her, she's she's brought in as a just like an she's like oh they they she knows some things and she's kind of smart intelligent and they're like cool I like her let's get her on here <laughs> so it's basically a movie about. Uh, the U.S. government and the military and just like all different sides of like the law. You have police, you have military, you have like SWAT, you have like all this like crazy CIA, all that. Yeah. Um, and they're all trying to um, stop uh, kind of like a drug lord. Yeah, That cartel. Yeah. And uh, that's basically the light premises of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, How'd you feel about it though? I really, really liked it a lot. Uh, I think that the pacing is a little off for me. I found that towards, like, the middle, mm-hmm. the dip, there was, like, a dip in in the pacing for me where I was, like, ah, I'm getting a little bored and I'm not really caring too much right now about the story because the first 40 minutes of the movie are fantastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and up until... For that first 40 minutes or so, I am, like, I was 100% hooked. I was, like, wow, this is really, really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have... After, like, that border scene... Yeah. Where you have, you know, the the gunfight. Oh, for so me. Good. It's it's amazing. It's so good. But then after that it never quite really like gets back to there in my mm. opinion. Um, especially in the middle. It really starts like for me it starts like dragging a little bit. Oh, it's like like kinda when Ted's like involved uh. and then Yeah, comes the whole over. like Ted thing I thought was like kind of unnecessary to be to be honest. It was, but um, it wasn't at the same time. Yeah, it, I it think, is integral. I think the story. that it was important for maybe her character because you don't really get to see her as a person mm-hmm. ever until really that scene you don't know like she didn't it's never like you never get to see like her life it's always just work 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 and and that one scene is kind of like her like taking a load off a little bit and just kind of like having a drink and dancing with with a guy and just kissing and whatever it is like and building a little bit of a relationship but I just didn't care about it, honestly. I was just like, I don't care about it. Yeah. And then after that point, it starts picking back up. And then once we really start focusing on, like, Alejandro...
0: Oh, yeah. Then
1: it's, like, full... I'm, I'm fully back into it again. Um. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, with, with Kate, like, her whole story is that... Basically, like, she is an FBI agent, but she's by the books on, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, she believes that, like, the only way to take down any criminals is to go through law and do it the correct way yeah and this mission really just like flips her on her head with it right and that's where like i get where you're like uh, it's kind of a lull with her yeah. in the middle i like it just for the simple fact of like you can see her breaking down and realizing that like oh shit the way that i need to do this is not the way that everybody else is doing it here and i guess she kind of she kind of slowly comes to realize throughout the story that the way that Alejandro and Matt Graver are doing it is the only way to get like some type of noise going.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think that there's also kind of like a realization for her towards more towards the end of the movie where it's like, does she realize like there's gotta be some type of realization of like what they did Mm -hmm. was important and it definitely made a dent in and it definitely made noise, but it didn't really stop anything. And she's realizing that, like, even even though they did go, like, balls to the walls and didn't follow protocol, that was the most work that probably got done in a very, very long time. Yeah. And there's still so much more to
0: do. What would you say this movie takes place, like, in the span of, like, maybe a week?
1: Uh, Roughly, yeah. I, yeah. I guess around that time. Yeah. So, it, like, seems, it seems like they're kind of, like, getting in and getting out, and it's pre- pretty quick.
0: Yeah, because, like, I mean... To do this all in a week, and then meanwhile, like Kate and her team are kind of spending months trying to get this going. Yeah. So you can see like where really like the unorthodox works in this sense. Yeah. And man, this movie does not hold any punches back.
1: No, I mean this movie.
0: Uh, it's is fucking nuts. <laughs> way
1: darker mm-hmm. and just way more. Uh, I guess just that's kind of like just heavy. It's way heavier than I initially anticipated when we when I was uh, watching it. I was like not expecting it to be so it's graphic but it's graphic in a way that's like disturbing yeah like when when you get i mean the opening where they you know run into that uh, little drug house whatever you want to call it there's, oh, not, yeah, there's yeah. not really much going on there but yeah when, like in arizona or yeah something yeah yeah, like yeah. That. when when they end up like you know kicking down the door and one guy they kill, like, one guy, mm-hmm. uh, and then they end up finding all of these dead bodies in between the sheetrock of pretty much every bay. It's just, yeah. like, every bay has a, has a dead body in it. It's just nuts. Um, it's just dark, man, and mm-hmm. it's, like, just really, really intense. Uh, and then the bomb goes off. Oh,
0: yeah. in the shed. And you yeah. kind of have, like, almost the Save Private Ryan moment where, like, the hand is, like, being flown off. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Holy
1: shit. Yeah, no, this movie gets real heavy. Uh, and then, you know, when they actually get into uh, Mexico mm-hmm. and and they're driving around the city and you see, like, the bodies hanging off from the bridge and they're, just, they're naked and the guy from fucking what what is it Blue Bloods or something? That dude from that TV show. I don't remember his name. The the one that like when he's introduced to Graver, he's like the guy that picks them up from the airport, and he's like he's like, hey, what's going on? How oh, are you? And he's yeah, like, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, I got like I got like red <laughs> red speckles in my pee. <laughs> like that guy. Was like,
0: do you think it's gonorrhea or something <laughs> like that? It's like, nah, not quite that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he's just going off the entire time about like his sex life.
1: Yeah. So him, he you know has like he says like a really like. Uh, I guess, emotional or just like a really potent point of basically like, you know, the thing is those bodies hanging, like they are basically saying that, or people think that those people actually like did something, mm-hmm. but in reality, they were probably just killed just to be killed and just to like Prove a make point. a point really, yeah. you know, which is really shitty because it's like those people are were probably innocent people yeah, and Alejandro obviously has his feelings oh, towards yeah.
0: He has a whole backstory yeah. within this. Um, the only thing that I kind of felt, and it made sense, like, towards the end. Yeah. But I thought the, the one cop, like, the side story of him, like, living in Mexico. Right. For the, again, it's up until, the It's very confusing until the end. Because it, it doesn't make sense of why we're seeing this guy until, like, towards the end. Right.
1: He, you know, look, before we, like, get into all that, let's just talk about, like, the easy stuff. Yes. <laughs> The movie is fucking gorgeous. It is. The uh, score? R- score is really, really intense. It really reminded me of like Jaws. Oh, um, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And s- like, especially like at the border scene and stuff, like it was very much like reminiscence of Jaws.
0: The swelling of the music yeah. when like the helicopters are like coming over and like they're starting to go in. Yeah, yeah. is one of my favorite scenes it's in the really film.
1: It's really cool. Um, beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Like the cinematography, like Roger Deakins is the cinematographer mm-hmm. and he really pretty much never disappoints ever. Um, I don't know if this movie, if he got a nod for cinematography for this, but uh, I mean, it's very, very beautiful. You know, the night scenes actually look like they're filmed in night. There's that beautiful scene of when the crew is all going down uh, into that tunnel to have like their firefight Mm -hmm. and they're kind of all just, it's just a stationary shot, a wide shot of the whole crew kind of just like walking down this hill going towards that tunnel and it's like during sunset and it's just absolute i mean the music playing and you have just like these military guys with a rifles walking down the hill and you know that it's about to go down and the sun is setting and you have like that beautiful orange red haze coming through i mean it's so beautiful
0: i know they're all in squadrons and you can see them like pulling down the night vision goggles yeah man and then even so like the night vision goggle use in this film yeah so they shot they
1: shot it like they they did they used real thermal cameras Mm -hmm. so it wasn't there was no bullshit with that and you know like same deal with like when they're actually in the tunnels um there's like that one scene of where 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 there's like a pov shot of you looking you're viewing it as kate and you see like the footprints like going down the tunnel they actually like heated up some this guy's like boots right they like they like put a they like warmed his boots up and then had him walk so then like when when the camera looked down you could actually see like his footprints and all that and i just appreciate like those like like that's like a practical effect that's like very simple Mm -hmm. but like it also really really like elevated the scene because like seeing those footprints and not knowing like where he like exactly like whose footprints those are and because you're hearing like all of this commotion like gun or not guns but you're hearing like like knife uh, you hear, like, the knife come out of, like, its little sheath. And then yeah. you're hearing, like, bodies dropping. And you're like, fuck, I don't know, like, what's going on. then who's it, it, dying. Yeah, you don't know who's dying. You don't know, like, well, who's in trouble, who's not. And, again, you're, like, kind of in that tunnel as Kate. So you have, like, this... She's kind of, like, slowly creeping around corners not really sure like what she's gonna see and then you know you see like dead bodies and all that I mean it's just really really fucking fantastic filmmaking and really really great tension building
0: yeah it just adds like to how genuine this film is and it makes you really think that like in certain situations with the cartel they probably do do this exactly the way that they're showing it in the film like this is not a movie where it's like it's showing the movie side of how everything works like this is probably like cut and paste how the military and how like the FBI actually go about trying to bring people down
1: well yeah I mean you have you know Graver Josh Brolin's character who is like this fucking sandal wearing like just like I don't give a fuck yeah like he just doesn't care Um, and yeah I mean I guess in this type of situation you kind of have to have him or you know a personality like hmm. that
0: because otherwise it'd be too stale of a it, film almost. Y- yeah,
1: and you know in a situation like this where it's like something that is so intense and you you need to have a character that is willing to like look Graver is willing to like bend the rules and like oh, yeah. go around the law, but I mean Alejandro Ooh, is Alejandro, like taking that to a completely
0: different level. He does not give a fuck about. No, the I mean he's willing. He takes a shit and then sets it on fire. <laughs> Puts it in a bag and throws it at your doorstep.
1: (laughs) He is not afraid of killing innocent people. No. He will kill women and children. Uh, He will kill literally anybody to get where he needs to get to.
0: And it kind of does make sense because then you find out that, like, Alejandro is part of the Colombian cartel. Right. And this is kind of just, like, he's almost a mercenary or, like, an assassin for hire where he has some pent-up revenge aspect because the main cartel leader, Fausto Alarcón, took his wife and killed her and then also threw Alejandro's daughter into a bat of acid. Right. So I can kind of see why he's a little, he mad. He's he's a little, little pissed. A little upset. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I think so. But man, like, thank God, like Benicio del Toro can really like showcase what he's capable of in this film. Mm-hmm. Cuz I've been saying for years like Benicio del Toro is very underrated. Yeah. And this kind of shows you that like he can do it all.
1: Yeah. He's real just he's just badass. He, he
0: is a badass. And I guess there was a second movie too, but like I didn't Right, see that it.
1: focuses on Alejandro and Gravey I,
0: I didn't see it. Uh
1: I would. I've heard really mixed reviews about it. Okay. I don't I, I don't know if they I don't know if it's any good or not, but uh I don't know. There's like one film source that I trust and they said that it was really, really good. Rotten Tomato? No. Um, <laughs> it actually doesn't have a high rating on Rotten Tomato. It's got like... Oh, really? I think it's like like in like the low 50s. Huh.
0: Um,
1: so, I don't know. It's It seems to be pretty mixed. Uh, so, I don't know if I really want to see it because it might ruin it for me.
0: Yeah. But man... To like-, so like
1: ruin like a really cool character. You know?
0: Yeah, because I mean like he is so mysterious in this film. Like you really don't know like A lot a lot about him other than why he's here. Right. And the small instances that like build towards it where you have like once he comes out of the underground like firefight and he meets up and this is where you get like the the cop that had like no real story to it, and you come to find out that he is working for the cartel as like a crooked cop. Yep. But I don't know because it kind of, I don't know for you, it kind of seems like he's more so being forced to work for them rather than like willingly work for them.
1: Yeah, I don't know, right? So like his name is Silvo. So like Silvo has like a really, really weird, he's just a, it's just a weird character in the film. Yeah. Because, but he is very important and I want to get to a point um, about his character, but he is really strange in the, in the like, in the fact that you don't get much story with him Mm -hmm. and you don't really know if he is working with the cartel, if he, if he always has been, if he, if he wants to, if he, uh, if this is like a brand new thing and he's like just starting to work for them or whatever it may be, you just don't know. Yeah. Because you get like weird, you know, weird, uh, just shots of him in his house, just kind of like Talking to his family, talking Mm -hmm. to his wife. He seems to maybe possibly have an alcohol problem. I don't know. Kind of, maybe. Uh, But if he's working for the cartel, it's not like he's really... It doesn't seem like he's benefiting that much from them because it seems like a very kind of like lower middle... You know, like lower class type of house and whatnot that he's living in. So it doesn't seem like they have a lot of money. So it doesn't really... You're not really getting like, oh, he's benefiting mm-hmm. from working with the cartel because it's not like he's living like real lavishly, you know? Yeah.
0: And you have like that very small scene, like with his son with the gun. Right. That kind of leads you to believe that like he is a good man. He just doesn't know like what to do in this situation. Yeah. Cause the son goes and tries to like touch the gun. He's like, no, 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 never touch that. You never touch that. Like yeah. you, you have no idea so like what that like can do. It
1: seems like he's like a good dad and like he's trying to like do well by his family. hmm. But maybe just made some poor decisions. Again, you don't get enough—you don't get enough characterization with him to really make a, any type of solid, concrete answer. Yeah. So, I don't know. He, but he is an important character for the simple fact that he does get killed by Alejandro. True. And that death is kind of significant because Alejandro's whole thing is like being kind of, you know heartbroken and whatnot over the death of his family and the his wife and his daughter mm-hmm. and he just killed a guy kind of for no reason and took away their fo- like husband and dad you know yeah and now he just kind of broke that family so and- the son
0: will come after him for revenge <laughs> in the third movie <laughs> yeah um
1: so i don't know it's just it's just interesting it's, it's an interesting death and, and it's i think it's more significant than on like i think watching it He's, it seems like such an insignificant character, but I do think that the repercussions of his death are actually really, really significant. Yeah. But also, that's just me, like, thinking of the world that they're in. Mm-hmm. And because I, I always think about, like, you know, similar to, like, uh, when, we, when we discussed um, the lobster, where it's like, like, when these animals are created, those are now all people. Like, mm-hmm. the entire world has, are just filled with animals who used to be people. And, like, this movie, it's, like, you know, you got to kind of think past what's going on other than, like, just in the script. It's, like, okay, now, although we're not really focusing too much on this family, it's important to, like, think about what that death really means to that family. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, like, you're really thinking of more of, like, the world that yeah. it's based in. Yeah. Even though it is grounded in reality. Yeah, like for sure. This is, mm-hmm. this is definitely, like, side stories where it's, like, if the camera turned off, right. this is the life that would still go yeah, on. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. You know, and then Kate's character, I kind of have, like, a love-hate with. Like, I really appreciated her character for the simple fact that, like, the way that she was written was not, like, this ultra-badass girl that, like, is untouchable and whatever. Like, I mean, for the most part, this whole movie, she's pretty much, like, just very confused, she's very, very frantic, almost. always, ha- like, yeah, like, uh, like kind of, like, needs help a lot.
0: Yeah, she picked up, um, like, smoking and drinking, like, that. Yeah, like, real smoking. quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, an unhealthy amount. Yeah.
1: Um, so, you know, she's, it, she's an interesting character, but I just don't know if I feel like much got accomplished with her.
0: No, and, like, that's where, I guess, like, with the second one, because, again, we haven't seen it, um, it focuses more on Alejandro and Graver. Because, in a sense, this movie is kind of geared more towards, like, yes, Kate is the main character... But the story revolves around Alejandro. Yeah. So it's more of just Kate being there and less of her story of what's going on throughout this whole thing, right? yeah. And I mean, you have that. I mean, Kate is
1: us basically. Yes, like pretty we much. are what you know, we are in Kate's shoes. So she, I guess she's supposed to be like the like confused one and being like, "Wait a minute, that's not right. We can't do that." You know, stuff like that. So I, I get like the point of her character, but I mean, at the end of the day, look like. Benicio del, del Toro's character, like Alejandro shines, like oh, yeah. outshines her like all day.
0: And that's why too, like that last like firefight scene where it's like he actually gets to Alicone's house. Yeah. And man, like him just like coming up and just killing all the guards and then finally. He's so, so badass. I know. He He's sits so down badass. at the table with Alicone's kids and wife and just tells him the story of like, this is what you did to me. And this is what I'm going to do to you. And I
1: really like the line of, like, Alacone being like, listen, man, it's just business. Like, it's not personal. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Alejandro's like, it's very personal to me. Yeah. And then, you know, Alacone kind of realizes, like, all right, I'm going to get killed here. Mm -hmm. So he's like, please, like, not in front of the children. And... Like a badass, <laughs> but also like Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, that's like, crazy. Like, not in front of the children. It's kind of like, all right, fine. So then he kills the kids and the wife. So then yes. it's now just left with him and Alicone sitting, uh, like, across from one another. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. Yeah. And that's, like, really, really fucked up because, you know, you have Alicone now really kind of, like, I think settled. Like, it kind of, like, settled in of, like, the type of man that Alejandro is and, like, He realizes. I I don't like. I kind of think like would have been more effective to to leave leave Alicone and like have his whole family just killed, and then and then he just leaves. You know, I was. But then you can't do that because he's gonna get sent after. you know. So you can't do that. But I kind of wish that he shot because it seems like he shot him in the throat. The first, like he, he shoots him twice, yeah. and you, and that first shot that goes off, you can kind of hear Alicone like choking and like kind of like gargling on his own blood. And I kind of feel like having him suffer a little bit more, mm-hmm. and just kind of having like more of that slow death would have been a little bit more of just like a gangster move to do. But yeah. then, but then he, I, you can like literally see him like shaking. Of like, I just, I, I would imagine just frustration and just like, just pure, pure anger and hatred. And then he just decides to shoot him. Yeah. Cause that is head. like
0: one of the only times where you see the emotion out of Alejandro. And it's kind of like a double-edged sword where it's like he finally got revenge, but he realizes too, that like, he's kind of no better than Alicone at this point. Yeah. Cause he just took away the family. Yeah. He took away two families yeah. in the span of like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more. Cause we don't know about the henchmen.
1: Oh right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so but fuck those guys.
0: Who knows? <laughs> and then yeah, like that last scene where it's like Kate is in the apartment, yeah, and Alejandro just comes out of nowhere and forces her pretty much to sign the paper, saying that they did everything by the book, yeah. And he pulls the gun out because she doesn't want to do it at first because she's still trying to grip like with her own morals to it, mm-hmm. and by that time like he ends up like putting it up to underneath her chin and was like I can make it look like a suicide. Yeah. And it kind of leaves you almost cuz you don't see her like or no, you actually do see her sign it. Yeah, she so, signs it. Yeah, so you kind of end up getting like this point across where it's like did she sign it because she realized that this is the only way that shit's going to get done? Or did she sign it because she's scared for her life and she'd rather live with this?
1: There's a lot of uh, open-ended kind of like questions that are made in or that are are done in this film. And I think that they're done purposefully and I think they're done well because, you know, there's a lot of, in a lot of movies... you have all these unanswered questions sometimes they'll be like wait a minute those are plot holes and that that doesn't make any sense or like now it's stupid or whatever it is but this film I think was written really really well and done in a way that these open-ended questions are done on purpose and they don't they don't give you answers because they want you to kind of come up with your own you know again like the whole Kate thing of her signing that paper does she sign it because she because she is scared for her life or does she sign it because she wants to uh she realizes that 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 was kind of the only way to get anything done and then that kind of leads into the whole point of her when she when uh, Alejandro was walking away and she stands on the balcony with the gun and she like decides she's like she's holding it up to him and she decides not to shoot so it's like why does she not kill him mm-hmm. is it because she just is too scared is it because uh she she realizes again that like it's not really going to do anything because that makes her just as bad as him now if she kills him and you know there's just a million questions and answers right like it just it's all just kind of like damn like it's just it's all just purposeful open-ended questions that kind of make you think after the movie's done
0: yeah and it works really well and then even so like the one of the last things is like the ending where you have silvio's wife and son now Going to play soccer Yeah And they start the game And then Gunshots start going off Mm -hmm. And everyone stops Yeah And then You have it where Everybody looks over And then just goes back to playing And Villeneuve like Did this really Well thing Where it's like He showcased In a small instance This is their life And this is what They're used to Yep And It was just such like To me A very powerful ending For very powerful film Mm -hmm. and i think like it hit it on the head of like this is how fucked up the world really is in certain parts of the country i mean because you
1: realize that like okay yeah they they put a big dent in or they put a a a dent in this cartel here but it's still gonna just keep going you know and it's not over so like what whatever they have to uh whatever the military and the government and the police task force and all them decide to do clearly it just needs to keep going like, yeah. and it needs to be probably even worse than what we saw it needs to break more rules and you got to start really start kicking in more people's teeth, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a heavy movie though. Like mm-hmm. again, yeah, the action scenes in this film are filmed really, really well. They're really quick. Yeah. They're really re- tactical. Yeah. Like extremely tactical, real, real quick. Um, and and I almost hesitate to even call them action scenes. They're more of just, a means to an end I guess is how I would describe them they're just really just kind of like this is what we're what we've been leading up to we know that this is going to happen yeah and then it happens right like that that whole uh, the border scene is like nine seconds long mm-hmm. it's like alright that was real real quick but it was fucking intense but, and it was great so again I don't think that these I, would, I don't really know if I would call them action scenes just more scenes where people get killed <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it just yeah. kind of is what it is um, the movie's heavy. The movie's dark. Um, doesn't really have a happy ending at all. No. Um, it's a film that I think is obviously is trying to say something and has an important message to say. Um, and it, it's a movie that really, really makes you think um, when the credits do roll. Uh, hey, that's the name of our podcast. <gasps> um, We're that. So, yeah, I think uh, it's a really, really good movie. It's just it was much heavier than I thought it was going to be. Um, but you liked it though I did like it a okay. lot uh, I think it's a really really I think it's filmed beautifully mm-hmm. And I think the story is really really uh, fantastic um, I do feel like though the pacing is just a little off for me Okay uh, In that in that middle section But overall I mean I thought it was really really fantastic
0: Cool I'm glad you liked it Frank Yeah uh, You have a recommendation Zach? I do So I have a Netflix series recommendation Okay uh, So it is on it's fourth season right now It is a raunchy animated show uh, produced by Bill Burr, mm. starring Bill Burr. And then also you have some names like Laura Dern and um, Justin Long in it. So I'm talking about F is for Family. Right. And I don't know if you've ever seen F I've is for Family. I've never watched it. No. I, it's really funny. It, it seems kind of
1: like the, kinda like kind of in the same era of like, or the same genre of like a BoJack Horseman type.
0: Kind of. I mean, it's it's all based like in the 70s and like, Growing up in the 70s And you have like You know Racial inequality And like Heavy drugs And rock and roll Coming into the picture And The show Doesn't shy away from it Like they focus on Like a lot of the stuff Yeah I mean even so Like their Next door neighbor Vic Is a Rock uh, Radio host And he's just doing Like mountains of cocaine (laughs) Like the entire time Yeah And they show sex They show penises They show boobs they don't give a fuck. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it is a really cool show just for how funny it is. And then just for the time frame that it takes place. So I really enjoy it. Um, I think you would probably enjoy it a lot, too. Like, if you sat down and...
1: If I really gave it a chance.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, each season kind of focuses on, like, a different thing that's going on. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. The first season talks about, like... How Frank, which is you That's me, hi uh, But the main character How he's kind of like struggling with keeping his job And like trying to find something better for himself And like focusing on how he was in the military And then like he got his girlfriend knocked up And then they got married And they had more kids And then it's just his slow decline And then like um, second season They kind of build him back up a little bit And third season it introduces a couple new characters And then the fourth season where I'm at now Mm -hmm. So it's a cool show all right. I cool. think you'd like it. Cool. Sweet. Frank, what are we doing next?
1: What are we doing next, Zach? <laughs> uh, we are doing Splice. Uh, uh, it is a garbage. It is just a, it is a dumpster fire of a movie. Uh, Adrian Brody is terrible in it. Uh, <laughs> it's a really fucking ugly-ass alien thing that's got some backward knees. Uh, oh. And, you know, a lot of unnecessary sex scenes. So that's what we're doing. I'm excited.
0: That's gonna be a fun one, I guess.
1: (laughs) Uh, So look forward to us shit talking splice.
0: Oh, This is gonna be horrible. (laughs) I'm just gonna fucking hate on it so much. Unless maybe it's good and we're just remembering it wrong.
1: Uh, It's got. It's gonna be
0: trash. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, All right, Zachary, take us out.
0: All right, guys, thank you for listening. Now, Frank, did you do it by the books?